passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. Last week on the Poison Rana Patreon, we talked all about the March 6th, 2014 edition of NXT in a brand new Was Next and Kill Bill Volume 1 in an all new Up Yours. I, I don't see the appeal in being in a gang. <laughs> You're always going to Especially die. low down like this. Like the money can't be good this low down and you're either going to have to kill someone at some point which i don't want to do right or be looking over your shoulder maybe gonna be killed yeah i mean they, they, don't be in a gang they look like they have money because they're all in suits and dress nice and have nice swords and properly trained but not trained enough nah, they're That's, not trained enough because she is killing one girl is taking down like 50 people here she, here she takes down like, get this show plus nxt retro reviews wrestling reviews movie reviews and so much more over at patreon.com slash poison rana and it's only five bucks so what are you waiting for what are you In a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. You found us in whatever podcast app you are using, postwrestling.com. And of course, youtube.com slash post wrestling. Hello, YouTube room. Hello, postmarks. Hello, postmarks. Hello, NXT friends. Friends. We are here today to chat about NXT. More NXT. Feels only like yesterday. Two or days ago. The yeah. day before that, yeah. that we were talking about NXT. But here we are again in a fallout of Vengeance Day, mm. the hangover edition. Not quite. We're on the road to stand and deliver. That's right. We're on the road to Philly, is to what Philly. they said today. Yeah. yeah, which is which is true. Only a few months. We've got away. a roadblock first, haven't we? We got a roadblock, a roadblock, and then afterwards, there's a battleground. There is. Yeah. So if you're following the yeah the the Monopoly board there, which still they never they never made up. The, like the WWE Monopoly is they need the we NXT. Need, we need Monopoly. the NXT one. We've said this for a long time. Yeah, we need the NXT uh, board. Would go to jail just be go to the parking lot, I guess. Wouldn't it? <laughs> and go to the parking lot and you're out for two months. Or like parking lot is like if you land on that, you get like you lose money. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of chance, it's you take a chance walking through the NXT parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Anyway, you're meant to have a match tonight, but you're, yeah. you're out. Uh, they also still are not selling 
wolf dog t-shirts. However, they started calling them that very heavy tonight. It felt so. like it became a bit more official today. Vic had to clarify things, but we will get all into that. In so we'll let them... We'll give them one more week. Yes. Before we start selling... We could just start selling wolf frogs. Wolf frogs. <laughs> That's yeah. what we are. We're all wolf frogs because we're poison around. Like one of those... You know, like the the wolf heads, like like Corbin Wolf, yeah. just on a fro- on our front. I mean, our logo. Shout out Robert Pearson, the the mm. genius who d- designed it. Uh, we basically said to him, "Can you put a lucha mask on a frog and yeah. have a skull on the lucha mask?" And he said, "Hold my beer," and that's how our logo came about. But you could put a wolf head on top of that. I'm on it. The wolf frogs <laughs> coming soon. Uh, to Chop Dash Tees, which, by the way, is now with Post Wrestling, which is completely awesome. So go to chop-tees.com right now, our our sponsor, if you will, because we have all our merchandise on there. There's the Poison Rana tab, the Post Wrestling tab, the WrestleNomics tab. It's crazy. Dickie made this site look so awesome. So go check it out. He's got some great merch on there, including some Poison Rana hoodies, the new CM Punk-inspired Canadian-made Poison yeah. Rana shirt, different variations, the classic ringer as well. There's so many great things on there, so go check it out. And free shipping, w- most places, and you get it so quickly. Like, in, in a week, I, I got like all the stuff I ordered just for myself, so insane. Absolutely. We're already cooking up some stuff for Philly. We'll make sure we get it on the site uh, ASAP, so any of you going to WrestleMania will get to, or just wearing at home watching WrestleMania, you can uh, wear some Philly gear. But yeah, uh, things are going really well. Um, I believe there's a, a 10% welcome bonus going on right now. So if you sign up to Chop Tees right now, you'll get little discount on your first order. I just sent some world champs from our Patreon an email, uh, giving them a little bit of a bonus code for some of our merch as well on the website. So sign up to be a world champ and uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw you one as well there. But uh, we we have so much merch on there and it's and it's awesome to like finally sell our our stuff and we're super proud of it so go support your small time content creators in the road to wrestlemania and i mean that because all the money we make from it which uh will be going towards our road to wrestlemania absolutely quite literally so uh we are gearing up for our our trip so uh it all it all counts so support your boys yeah yeah chop-tease.com slash Poison Rana for mm-hmm. all the Poison Rana stuff but the post up there's so many things so many ways to support you can also support by signing up to our Patreon yes. patreon.com slash Poison Rana yes get yourself the gift that keeps on giving five bucks for a whole month's access patreon.com slash Poison Rana to get all the shows that we do in the back catalog there we have retro wrestling pay-per-views we just did the Royal Rumble 2001 just a week ago or so before the Rumble we just did a review of Kill Bill shout out Howie who picked that so we reviewed part one volume one of Kill Bill your first time watching the movie as well so loved it yeah quite a fun Uh, review really fun review there we just did a recent Was Next covering the Hangover edition of March 6, 2014, featuring Neville finally winning the title. Well, we just talked to, like, we're talking now about the fallout from Vengeance Day. This was the fallout from Arrival. Yeah. So we chatted all about that. Sami Zayn, uh, Neville's there, all the bunch. Oh, Charlotte and Ric Flair on screen together for possibly like the first time or something like that. So yeah, it was quite interesting going back and watching that. Uh, so you get all those shows plus everything coming out this month and everything in that back catalog. We are working on some, some great shows. We're cooking up with February because what are we do? We're doing Battle Royale. Two, yes. because last year we did the first one, so that's mm-hmm. in the catalog there for any fans out there. If you don't know what that movie is, you should watch it. It's messed up. But we're reviewing the sequel. Shout out Dan Reed, who selected this, so we'll be chatting with him this week. But 
We, uh, we're also, what, recording... We've got a whole lot coming out. We're actually going to be releasing... Uh, we did an Elimination Chamber poll, and uh, we were going to put this out later in the month, but trying to coordinate recording with different people. We're actually going to be releasing that early. And I can say it was a close race. Braden, did you vote? I, I didn't. Uh, I was going to vote ready to rumble just to piss you <laughs> off, but I, I didn't do you it. You see, if you voted, things might have changed. Because oh. I think there was only one vote between... Uh, SummerSlam 2003, and is it No Way Out 2009? The, okay. The oh, I should have voted. Edge. Wait, I want to vote. And SummerSlam 2003 oh, won. So we'll be talking about the second ever Elimination Chamber match. Okay. Um, we'll be doing that later this week. Um, and then later in the month, we're going to be celebrating Black History Month with a show all about the nation of domination in our second episode of Poison Profile. Yes, we are very excited about this. One of the best stables, factions in the history of wrestling. And we thought we had so much fun going through the Von Erickson. And obviously, there's a lot more with the Von Erickson, the Dark Side episode and the Iron Claw. But with this podcast, we're going to look through like the beginning and like the end, all through like the, the time of the nation. Yeah, if you listen to our uh, Von Erick show, we, we did. We went through every single kind of sun and big moments in the career. And we're going to do it with this stable because uh, even, even the Owen Hart, uh, induction into the group yeah we'll be talking about it all uh, we loved our first episode of Profile and I think this will be a great time to talk about the NOD can't forget Owen Hart and can't forget that one guy with the glasses holding up his arm yeah <laughs> you know that in the crowd that one white dude that's right yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that's basically going to yeah, be us I, doing I this podcast saw there, there were a couple of like other members that were in it for like a week or whatever we're going to go yeah. through them one, one day by it'll one. be a chase you <laughs> retrospective as well but. uh we're actually going to be joined by b detroit from what up though see we thought we were just too damn white to do this podcast so mm. we're having b on and he's gonna he's gonna help go through again one of the best factions of wrestling everyone always talks about the rock and sometimes these kids forget that he was in the nation of domination well, I, th- I think it's a great time to do this uh this show obviously celebrating uh black history within wrestling but also with all the news going around right now with the rock it's a good time to kind of really talk about his breakout moment in in wwf yeah so that one uh, we're recording in about a, another week or so so get in um some some recommendations uh, dm us or, or at us on the socials and stuff of what should we talk about any moments and or marquee matches that must be talked about i'm sure some people will will write in the same but we'll get up a feedback thread on, on the facebook group as well there for people to write in so we don't miss anything that yeah. we go through because it'll be a ton of fun and we've also got to round off the month it is also sting month as we're on the road to revolution and Sting's retirement so uh, we are going to be doing a best match ever Sting joined by Nate Milton as well as this just like happened to you know when the stars align we're talking about The Crow as well in a new episode of Up Yours with Chris Price that's right I can't wait to watch back that movie I haven't seen it in a few years so yeah lots and lots of podcasts this month so support your boys five bucks a month to become a friend And finally, over on our free feed this Friday, it's Eagles Don't Hunt Flies. And it uh, this month, they're talking part two of CM Punk versus Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley. And they're going to be talking about the AEW rivalry. Uh, I just got sent this. It's a, it's a bumper show this month. It's a big one. Um, uh, great show between Martin Brandon from New Jersey and Dickie Bird here. So looking forward Where to it. Where they go like listen. four hours? 
I, they're, they're not quite the NWA podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, we're yeah. not there. We're not there yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. If yeah, our red circle, we'd have to be paying another subscription <laughs> if it was like that, and we, we can't be affording that right now. Uh, so yeah, lots and lots of podcasts. Poisonrana.ca for links of everything that we do. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Um, Braden, I, I want you to quickly look at the screen. How is this render for uh, wolf wolf frog? He's put a wolf on a frog. I mean, it kind of looks like Joe Dirt it's here working, for some reason. <laughs> Work in progress, but yeah. Wolf Frogs. That's our new tag team name. Uh, there you go. Uh, so we're going to get into NXT, but there's so much other stuff going on in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this upcoming Sunday, we'll be going live for a new free Poison Rana over there. So search Poison Rana in your podcast feed. Hit that subscribe. But also check us out on our YouTube. Uh, we're going to go live around, what, 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Plenty of time to get to your Super Bowl parties yes. afterwards. Or when you're on the way. I know some people out there who are hopefully doing this safely who join us live in the YouTube while they're mm. like on route. Some people are like, no, I'll just wait for the podcast and play it in my car, yeah. play it on my walk. Some people, no, no, I, I watch it live while I am on transit. And I, I thank you so much for the dedication, you people out there. But please be safe when you drive. Be safe, always. <laughs> but I appreciate it and love, the, love that you're like, wow. It's like when back in the day, you'd be like, oh, I can't leave the car even though you're home. You're like, I, I got to hear the end of this song or right, hear yeah. the end of this bit. It's kind of in that new generation. So thank you, everybody. But uh, there's a lot going on in wrestling. So this Sunday, we're going to chat about Okada's last match in New Japan. Oh, yeah. The Osprey's last match as well. The big cage match they're doing there. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Five on five, isn't it? Yeah, this this week's going to be that New Japan show. We're definitely going to talk about that a lot. Some AEW Dynamite collision on the road to... um, the Revolution pay-per-view tomorrow night is we're recording this. It's Sting and Darby hopefully winning the tag titles, which I'm super hyped about. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, because they're kind of, they've kind of been blowing off the bucks. So do they do a kind of, you know, Shawn Michaels in Elimination Chamber to The Undertaker and cost them it to get the match? Right. Maybe. Okay. Which would be a shame to have, like, Sting lose a match right before the final one. No, he's but, not. Yeah, they're undefeated. He's yeah, undefeated. Yeah, but... Uh, could be another way they go. Yeah. Uh, so we'll chat all about that on Sunday. So uh, join us for that. So, yeah, AEW and, and all the stuff going. They have some good stuff. I mean, the crowd's been kind of been looking pretty small and sounding small. But I'm still really enjoying the product. and doesn't necessarily affect me. And I'm hoping with the huge crowd they got for Revolution coming up and some of the events coming forward, their crowds are, are picking back up some steam. So, I mean, maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see Sasha. Mercedes Monet. It seems like she's going that right? way, right? You know, there's some things there. So they're they're cooking some things up there. But uh, but then, yeah, uh, what else is going on? We, I didn't catch any Monday Night Raw, but instead I caught John Away talking about it. But what did you Yeah, I, I watched last night. Um, still, the, the, the whole Cody Rock thing and with the, you know, the other world title and all that, it's it's very interesting. I am kind of in the camp of let it play out. Uh, I will say, I think this whole story that's going on is making me more compelled to watch because I'm like, what is going to happen next? Where are we going? Will I find out what the match is or whatever? Yeah. It does sound like we'll be getting some answers this Thursday with that press conference. In Vegas. But just, I found it just really interesting, you know, even like Michael Cole on commentary going, I want to see Cody finish the story and all that kind of stuff. I thought Drew again was fantastic. Uh, coming out trying to like 
get his way into a, a title match with Seth. So you're now kind of teasing potentially a triple threat there as well. Um, and then Drew attacking Seth's knee after. Um, but also I, I really liked the um, Sami Zayn sit-down interview. Okay. I don't know if you caught this at all. No. But he was, um, he was just like sat in the empty arena um, and talking about, you know, this time last year was gearing up for Elimination Chamber in Montreal. And he says how, like, Triple H pulled him aside after. And he's like, you've got nothing to be upset about. You should be proud. And you are, you're Rocky, basically. You're Rocky's story. And Rocky didn't win it in Rocky 1. But he went on to. Spoilers. So, so basically, Sammy is going, kind of stating that he's going to be wanting to go for a title as well. And I thought it was just a, a really well done serious promo i've definitely noticed a lot of like small but good changes to the production of raw and elements like that you know more sports-based like sit-down interviews and things like that i've really been appreciating so right okay uh so yeah i've been finding it interesting and the uh the four-way tag as well i thought was was pretty good yeah setting up British Strong Style versus DIY this Friday. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this match, but with Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Yeah. So now we're seeing it with... A bit of a glow up. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a, the other two. So I'm I'm definitely going to be having to check this one out. I know DIY are a bit hot and cold with kind of... They, they just haven't been really introduced properly, I don't think. It, what I've been finding really interesting is I think audiences have been so used to a certain style of Raw that now they're letting people really go out and wrestle... You're, you're watching these matches where the crowd has sat on their hands because these aren't the stars. You know, they're, they're into your judgment days and your, uh, obviously, you're like your Cody's and your Seth's, but that mid card, they couldn't care less about. And then they really get into the match. And this has happened a lot recently, like with Gable and Ivar last week, started off pretty much in silence. And then people were going, this is really good. And I think that's happened a lot with DIY's matches recently, which is. Kind of what NXT used to be, remember? Yeah. Like, so often we'd be seeing, uh, like, I think of, like, a random Danny Burch only Lorcan match, which you're like, I don't care about this. And then you kind of get into it. And they've been, especially on Raw, they've been doing that quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's always like that where fans want to just care about the big stars. Yeah. You, you go to shows and it's like that for a lot of the time. So, And I'll say as long as they kind of keep like keep it up and don't do the oh well it's not working pull it away you are going to recondition your audience to appreciate this style of wrestling and it is going to get hotter and hotter yeah i would like to see uh johnny and champa get a bit you know further on up the ladder when it comes to main roster but definitely looking forward to that match on smackdown again smackdown will be will be viewed by a lot of people i'm sure because it's a day after the vegas announcement of whatever it is i am imagining they're announcing wrestlemania there for next year because i mean what else are they doing in vegas and I'd assume so. tko ufc vegas that i don't know there's definitely like that's a good idea i guess for them so and then possibly announcing a main event of wrestlemania which which goes into the they pretty much said on raw you'll know yeah by thursday so it's the whole hashtag we want cody because it's like, did they did they think that are they smart enough to have forced basically the the yes movement of Cody Rhodes as the we want Cody movement, or did this happen that they went okay, we got to do that thing again where it's now just a triple threat? Like, I have no idea what they will be announcing, but like, 
if you announce Roman v. Rock, then you're still going to get the blowback of, no, we want Cody in there. So then what do you do? Add Cody to the match later on? I I don't know if it's the way they're going to go, but honestly, the best way is the two-night thing. You know, I think you've kind of introduced Seth to this story anyway right. by devaluing his title and what it means. Seth is also someone that, correct me if I'm wrong, Roman never actually beat. It was a DQ at the Royal Rumble when they had their oh, match. Oh, yeah, okay. So I don't think Roman's pinned him during this reign. I might be wrong. So Seth could easily be involved in that story. So Seth and Cody opened do WrestleMania. Seth Cody, I'd do that as like the opening match of WrestleMania yeah. and close night one with Rock Roman. And then the next night, and the Cody ne- Rock. That's the best way to serve just everyone. So Cody, right? Cody is going to go, hey, Roman, when I said I wasn't finishing my story at WrestleMania... I meant night one. I got cut off. Yeah, yeah, I meant night one. I meant night one. Sorry. So yeah, I'll see you at night two because I won the Royal Rumble. Mm. And there you go. You get everything you want. I've seen, uh, I saw like a, a theory online earlier about um, maybe it's holding off Cody to win it in MSG. And right. Apparently there's going to be these sort of specials coming up with the new deal. Okay. Like, so it could be like a Saturday night's main event type thing. Mm. And the fact that he brings up MSG was where, you know, Dusty held the title, but it got taken away from him and all yeah, that. Yeah, but fuck, it's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I agree. It's WrestleMania. Uh, but if you are going with The Rock, I guess that's maybe when you do it. All right. So we're, we're, we're saying we're saying two-nighter, Roman wrestling more than he's wrestled in a whole year yeah. in two nights, which sounds insane. So... Roman Rock closing night one, Roman Cody closing night two. Somehow we're getting that. That makes the most sense, yeah. I think. But uh, hell, like they they brought interest to this press conference for sure. They brought a lot of interest. I mean, the, you look at social media, it's everywhere. It's flooded on other pages that have nothing to do with wrestling, which is like ridiculous. Seeing this on my like stupid meme pages, I'm like, what the hell's going on? On Rock's Instagram, he's posting all about some other stuff. It's flooded. Like, he do need to turn his comments off like he was well, JT a- or something. Ava left. Yeah, left that, that is something that's, like, beyond crazy. The fact that Ava Rain, the Rock's daughter, had to basically say, hey, death threats aren't cool. I have nothing yeah. to do with whatever the hell's going on in the first place. And now has deleted her Twitter, which is absolutely disgusting. Like, wrestling fans need to be way better than that. Absolutely terrible like reading that made me just feel for her so bad yeah so uh, people this is a tv show yeah this is not real life no this is like would you get this mad if you know spider-man didn't show up in the next deadpool movie like calm the fuck down yeah. it's not real life where were these people getting so mad about the vince stuff that's still ongoing day yeah, to day that, that's what i was going to ask is um do you think we're going to get many questions on that in this press conference or have they just done a good job of kind of distracting everyone from that. Like, we know what a lot of the wrestling media is like. It's going to be, yeah. how does it feel that you're going to be wrestling at WrestleMania again? Right. Instead of, you know, proper questions and stuff. But uh, I'd be interested. I, I, I'd i be, I think there will be a couple, but I don't think there's going to be a lot. Yeah, it's almost like, look, there's a lot going on right now. It's WrestleMania time. We'll... Will distract them with with all this stuff, but it's not going to make people forget because every day there's stuff coming out, and lawyers are saying these things, and other people's lawyers are saying these things, mm-hmm. and like it's going to go on, it's going to continue, and who knows who else is brought down from all this stuff, and justice is 
potentially served for like stuff that you know yeah. is it's all it's all crazy but like seeing the like death threats oh, for not. stuff about the rock wrestling it's like whoa whoa shouldn't you be mad about like other things in like fuck this is crazy like i know i'm i know i'm silly for liking wrestling as an adult i know that but then i see shit like that i'm like wow what is going on with people like do people yeah. do take like I, I have to be careful here, but Swifties are like, there's there's the good Swifties, right? They mm. love Taylor Swift and they support her. Then there's the crazy Swifties that'll like find out where you live and be outside waiting for you. Like there's some crazy it's shit. It's so much fandom, you know? It's nuts. And it, it goes too far. And I think I just find like, what we said before, look, obviously, no matter what story you're telling, if you've been offered the chance to have The Rock versus Roman as your main event, you take it. You don't know when you're going to be able to do it. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. Like, it's something that will attract, uh, like, non-regular watchers, you know, casuals, whatever you call them, more than a Cody-Roman rematch will do. Like, we know that. But it's just the whole way it's gone about. And with, like, Meltzer saying that apparently... The Rock agreed to this January 3rd when he joined the board or Hmm. whatever. And you go, well, then why did Cody win the Rumble? There's just all these weird stuff. And you say, was it to like manufacture your own Daniel Bryan thing? The difference is Cody was already made. Like we know Cody will be the champion at some point. It's when it happens. Whereas Daniel Bryan, it was like, are they ever going to fucking go with this guy? Like it does feel different, but it's, it's, yeah, very weird. So we'll we'll see with that. I, I do hope they go that route, making Roman wrestle double duty and, you know, beating The Rock night one and then facing Cody and then you can get rid of the, the cuck title and mm. he's double champion, holds them both. We get the story. Yeah. Brandy, Pharaoh, DDP. DDP. <laughs> QT. Yeah. QT could be there. Ricky will probably be there. Come on, Dustin. Dustin, you yeah. go on loan. Get a step in. Yeah. So there you go. We'll, we'll find out from this presser this Thursday in Vegas. And then next year, you think it's WrestleMania Vegas? We going? <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how I feel after this trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It sounds nicer than going to Philly in like, you know, April. I'm not a big but, Vegas fan, yeah, to be honest. But yeah. uh, I'd be, I'd possibly be Yeah, down. exactly. Uh, we, we do have our own wrestling coming in this summer i mean we have money in the bank Mm. in july early july july 6th and i don't know if any listeners out there when we had forbidden door in the sixth last year so many listeners came and traveled to go to go watch and i will say we are we are working on cooking something on something us wolf frogs we got something in the works We are uh, we're we're cooking something up for Money in the Bank weekend. So follow the space, and maybe you're pl- thinking, "Hey, should I go back? It's going to be summertime. It's going to be nice in Toronto. That's oh, when you want to visit. It'll be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'm so you can come hang out. You can sit on the CN Tower like Drake. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're cooking something up. But uh, yeah. So any anything else going on in wrestling? Again, we'll be live on Sunday to chat. Everything else going on? So. Um, I mean, there's the uh, the whole stuff with Stardom that's been going on. Yeah, which is crazy. Because okay, so in a nutshell, it seems like the the one main dude. I'm I'm gonna explain this like I'm like I'm five years old here, but the one guy is like, hey, I don't like Bushi Road anymore. I'm gonna tell everyone else I'm starting my own promotion, and you guys can join. And then this got leaked out, and they said, hey, you can't do that. So get out of here. You you get out of here. So then it seems like he is getting out of there because he's gone. 
And now it seems like he might be bringing all his friends with him and, and possibly starting a new promotion. And I don't think it would be too shy of to say that maybe there's something going on in cahoots with WWE, possibly with maybe they want to start their own little company. They've been tangling around with with All Japan. We've seen that yeah. just recently. New Japan seems a little off limits with AEW, so why not go after... Well, we, we've known this what, global, gl- sorry, global localization thing they wanted to do. You had NXT UK for a little bit. NXT Europe, is it going to happen? I don't NXT know. Italy! Um, but they've been wanting to NXT do like... Portugal. Uh, NXT Japan, something like that. And, you know, they've been flirting a little bit with all Japan. And is is this the way to go? They obviously can't do something with stardom because of Bushi Road. But, you know, Julia being a free agent reports uh, perhaps that she is WWE bound and perhaps wants to help start this new promotion. Definitely could be, what's the word? What's that corporate word? Some synergy between these two? It wouldn't surprise me. Like, there's a lot of wrestling promotions already, and now there's talk this guy wants to start his own, is, like, the rumor going, yeah. at least right now. He, this could all not be true, but, like, it sounds like he wants to have his own promotion and, and his friends, who some of the talent's contracts end, like, in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, th- some of them could be free to j- go and join him in this thing. Another thing to add is, talking about how we're going to WrestleMania weekend, Stardom's doing a show mm-hmm. on the Thursday at 3 p.m., I don't think half their roster will be at that show now. Right. Which I was eyeing tickets. I've had the tab open for fucking two weeks and I didn't pull the trigger. I don't think I'm doing that now. Like, yeah. you're not going to get all the people who are the like see. stars right now. So You have I'm, to look deep into the contracts. Who's our running out? Exactly. So, yeah, uh, pretty pretty wild. And maybe, maybe again, this is we're just speculating that maybe there's some tie into you know some of these talents working for nxt and wwe and that would be pretty cool it it was cool when wwe nxt had nxt uk and sometimes just barely they would send some people there and film some things like josh and briggs briggs and jensen Jensen, winning the tag titles over there and like you'd be cool if they did that again and then did like the whole world's collide concept right yeah so mix around with tna people or who knows what but there's the the idea of sending like you know, I watch a Maxine Dupree on Raw yesterday, who is, God bless her, but terrible. And it's not necessarily her fault. She hasn't been doing this for too long and absolutely shouldn't be having her first matches ever on TV. Yeah. Like, it's it's just not working. But, you know, I think having a kind of excursion kind of thing, when you're all training in your in-house and you're doing this, sending someone away for a bit, whether it's lending to even a TNA... Or, or going to Japan or going to like one of your European promotions or whatever. I think, I think it would definitely help this performance center, you know, get a few more different flavors rather than all being PC trained. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to be able to get all these different nuggets from all over the place. Why wouldn't you do that? So maybe there is some connection that will happen. Maybe there's just this other promotion and. We see these, the talent follow and they, they start something up there and then some of them do. Like a Julia does jump over WWE, but maybe she did say, hey, I'll start, help you start your own thing. Mm. But I guess, I guess we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, I know that was on people's watch. But again, I know WH Park, friend of Post Wrestling, host of Post Wrestling, Perez, uh, he has tickets to that stardom show. And I'm sure he's like, oh man, who's even going to be, you know, I'm sure he's looking to sell it. So anyone looking for it, no. 
Uh, I did buy tickets to the House of Glory versus Revolver because half, like a bunch of our friends bought tickets to that. So I'm like, all right, let's check it out. I'm sure they've, they've announced Amazing Red versus Ali in the dream match. And I'm sure mm-hmm. people are excited about that. But then I also bought tickets for, well, Dickie bought one for me. So I bought one for our friend Shane as well. So we're all going to the DDT show. Which uh, I'm sure no one buys me anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you want to go to DDT? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, we are only going to see the doll. So uh, catch us there in Philly. I've if you're going. got one in my room. <laughs> Shall we go on to NXT? I think so. Uh, <laughs> last shout out to uh, Tracy Chapman and Luke Bryan at the Grammy Awards. If you haven't seen this, I mean, Fast Car, one of the best tunes ever. But he redid it last year. She then technically won the award for best country song because his version like won all these gotcha. awards. And then now them performing it together was just uh, beautiful. And her first time performing in like so long. So if you wow. haven't seen it, definitely check it out because uh, I do love that song. But yeah. All right. Well, we're on in the, the fast car to roadblock, aren't we? The Braden? fast car to roadblock? Yeah. You've got a fast car. Exactly. <laughs> um, Yes, up, uh, NXT February 6th, 2024, live from the Capitol Wrestling Center. Uh, no Booker T as he's recovering from his medical procedure. So we've got returning to NXT and returning to the commentary booth for the first time in a while, Byron Saxton. Yeah. Uh, NXT legend. NXT legend. We, we do a show called What's Next, as we mentioned. We go back and we watch NXT and he's just started out in like 2013-ish area so Uh, although all these years later he's still wearing pink yeah and uh, still making questionable choices with his facial hair yeah agreed all right carmelo hayes comes out uh fresh off the hot angle closing vengeance day why mellow why there are fuck you mellow chants and mellow has a steel chair presumably the one he used on trick sets it in the middle of the ring and sits down to a sea of booze like sea of booze it's very loud for this and he just says not now gets up and leaves to more sea of booze he's like these people don't deserve it yes uh the crowd definitely helping this like they're playing the part and it was kind of very similar to the champa reaction on sunday with the vengeance day like attack and uh, the crowd were iffy tonight, to say the least. But this part, they were fine. For this, yeah. For this, they were good. Like, I think um, there are times where, you know, you got to bring it down a bit. Yeah. Like, it, there was a lot of just, you screaming. know, trying to start new chants and screaming. Especially in this small, like, studio space, you hear it so loudly. Yeah. And uh, I found the crowd quite annoying at times. Tonight. Yes, yeah. Uh, so Mello starting the show. Everyone wants to know why, and then he doesn't even give us the promo yet. But uh, yeah, we then have a Vengeance Day recap, and we start the show properly with Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin, the Wolf Dogs, <laughs> uh, coming out for their Dusty Cup celebration. And uh, Bron asks Alicia to announce. Ba- Baron Corbin's like going to announce them as the winners, and Bron asks Alicia to announce them. And she calls them the Wolf Dogs, and Corbin is like, "Wait, you you told us that you paid her to say, to say that." that. <laughs> uh, they say Sunday was off the charts. We won the cup, and our names are on the trophy. And Corbin points out that his name is on there first, and no one in this company can stop us, apart from maybe the top rope. How's your face, Bron? You got a mark there and a mark on the back of your head, and they're laughing. And you, you kind of got that this was a little bit like. 
the two jocks. Ad libs, yeah. sort of. It was very, like, free. I thought this. As the crowd segment. took over and started chanting, he's still handsome. And then Braun broke even more. Yeah. I was like, yes, I am. Thank you. Yes. These two completely come across as baby faces now. Yeah. Even yeah. though they're not. They're great. Yeah. Um, Braun says, look, when you're running 23 miles an hour, <laughs> things are going to go wrong. And, well, let's congratulate my tag team partner on his first dive ever. Uh, you wouldn't have made it without me throwing you over a bit, but still, yeah, good, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Again, now he's like dissing him a bit like, yeah. yeah, you've never done a tope in your life, but because of me, you did. And they say, now we get a shot at tag team gold. So Tony stacks the wolf dogs are ooh, on ooh, the ooh. hunt. <laughs> Uh, but it's Frasier and Axiom who come out instead for their uh, match. But firstly, I, I thought this was pretty fun between oh, yeah. them. I can't imagine this being scripted word for word like this, but they need to continue in this vein because I, I found them very fun. 23 I miles. Love these guys. <laughs> t- 23 miles per hour sounds pretty fast. Yeah. I think the fastest is like, I looked it up, it says 27. So he's, he's up there. He was running like a train when yeah. he was doing that. His face did, did look like it got banged up. But yeah, these two together are very funny and they better win the titles and they should be a featured act on the stand and deliver show going forward. But yeah, right away makes both characters have something to do and gets so over with the crowd. Isn't it funny? Like how, uh, like last time we went to WrestleMania, we saw Baron Corbin end Kurt Angle's career. Don't remind me, please. And we were so mad about it. And now we're going back to WrestleMania and are genuinely excited to see. You just said, I hope we see. I hope these we get to see the Wolves dogs. Stand and deliver. I can't wait to see Baron yeah. Corbin live in action. I've seen him wrestle a lot. Live, I've seen him wrestle to, a lot. To be but, fair. Yeah, but. what a what a turnaround. Yeah, this is the best thing he's ever done in his whole career. 100%. But I mean, it it all, all end because Braun's got to go up to the main roster. But I don't know if you bring them up together yeah, like I, this. I think you could. Like, I imagine Corbin will go back to the main roster at some point. So maybe so you just bring them up I together. I think you start with these two in the main roster. So we have Fraser and Axiom versus Idris and Malik. This is, uh, they were on opposite sides of the bracket, so never faced each other. And, well, this match is incredibly fast. You've got the Wolf Dogs on commentary. Uh, Vic Joseph asked, okay, I just need to know, are we going with Wolf Dogs here? And Bron says, 100% with the Wolf Dogs. And it's like, because it says Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker on the trophy. It's like, no, no, that can change with the Wolf Dogs. Wolf Dogs. Axiom and Idris start, uh, they're going at it pretty quickly. Uh, both blind tag their partner. Malik Blade super kicks Axiom off the apron. And then himself and Fraser, both at the same time, hit crazy fast conhilos to either side of the ring. Yeah, these guys are on fire in this match. They definitely felt like they had something to prove. I mean, uh, when you heard this match was kind of teased last week with these two teams being so fast, like some of the moves early on, Malik and Idris were going crazy. Uh, I love Malik the Freak finally getting over with the crowd chants here. Uh, I'm I'm expecting him to come out next week with blonde dyed right. facial hair and challenging Braun to a match. <laughs> but yeah. He's wearing a infinity scarf as well. Infinity scarf? Like, you know, the ones that just, the round ones. This guy first, he's wearing sweaters yeah. and he scarves. He just loves wrestling and Man. knitted. No, 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 no. Dye your, dye your, <laughs> grow a beard and dye a blonde, brother. <laughs> uh, there's a nice like suplex lift into a twisting neck breaker from Fraser, followed by a leg sweep, springboard double axe, and then a running shooting star press. Axiom gets tagged in and 
Idris just catches him with this knee to the face, tags in Malik, delivers a high cross to Fraser, which gets rolled through. Sorry, Fraser hits a high cross, which Malik rolls through into this big fall away slam. Very actually nice. showing off some power here yeah. from Blade. Uh, followed by this uh, big lariat. This is where the Malik, the freak chants were in full force. Hits a powerbomb for a two count. Picks him up again and delivers a sit-out powerbomb this time for a two. And now uh, Axiom and Idris are fighting on the top rope. And Axiom delivers a one-man Spanish fly off the top. Followed by this Phoenix splash from Fraser. But Malik breaks it up. Um, after the break, this this had like three segments. Yeah, it felt like it was it went really long. Uh, Fraser hits the superplex into the brain buster but now they've added it so it's like chasing the dragon so axiom does the kick yeah the neck on his, the way down yeah his is more as he super kicks him in the face yeah. like while the guy brain busters and pretty crazy and then malik and idris double team axiom but fraser breaks it up uh fraser then pushes blade off the top rope idris goes for his elbow drop but misses and that allows fraser to hit the phoenix splash followed by the golden ratio from axiom for the win in a super hot opening match. Yeah, this was great. I mean, this was Vengeance Day level great between the two teams here with all the great back and forth. These are like your cruiserweight division essentially on the show. And all four of them were hitting some pretty spectacular moves. But again, it, it got Malik and Idris over who for years now have been the like enhancement talent, right? For for everyone else yeah. and they still are here tonight but they they're managing to break break through and i eventually do hope they are like the the uh you know the white knight they shine eventually yeah. as as champions i mean i wouldn't be mad if they were the opponents for braun and the wolf dogs braun sorry the wolf dogs at sand and deliver again you could tie in the malik the freak and and all that stuff but like the the back and forth are great i i do like fraser and axiom too um just Really, really surprised me with uh, how good this was. And right after, there's the attack. But I assume, like, Frazier and Axiom get run through by... Oh, wait, no. They they go to the titles, like, right away. So Braun and, and Corbin just beat up on both teams and then call out well, the Cor champs. Corbin and uh, Braun already beat Frazier and Axiom. Right, yeah. They so, beat both all um, the teams. Yeah, I, I loved this match. I thought it was great. I, I do feel... I feel Idris and Malik have been in this role a bit too long now. Yeah. Um, Fraser and Axiom are a super fun team, but I don't see them as being a team forever. Whereas I think there's money in keeping Idris and Malik as a tag team rather than singles matches. So singles uh, competitors. So yeah. I'd have liked to have seen them get the win, to be honest, because they lose a lot. And I, I'd like to see them propelled as a bit more of a serious team. Yeah, I really like them. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but Axiom and Fraser are working well as well. But, Just but, yeah. the speed of these four guys together work so nice. Exactly. They're all very fast and very fluid. But I think Idris has stepped up in ring. Malik has always kind of been the more of the flashier mm. stuff. But I'd say Idris has kind of stepped up with some of the crazy stuff he's been able to do. So definitely like on the level of Axiom and Fraser, which is, yeah, this was a pretty pretty fun match. I got into it. I, I do wonder what happens with, with either of these teams because they're kind of going to be both in the same position if... Neither are the team that's used for stand and deliver down the line, but mm. but either way, I'm I'm in Idris and Malik's corner. Malik the freak. After the match, Bron and Corbin beat them up, so the family run out, and Corbin just says, "Look, you're putting those on the line next week," and Stax accepts the challenge. So we're getting this next week, and 
I see a title change. Yeah, we we kind of said this last uh, last Sunday. We we're like, oh, they should call for the challenge right away. And the family them. have like it's ran its course now with yeah. the titles. I think it should totally be these guys um, who they would defend against. I'm not sure. Well, look, we have like weeks, still two months. Still, yeah, so you could have the Wolf Dogs defend against. Axiom and Frazier defend against Malik and Idris defend against the LWO which might be the stand and deliver mm. match as well for that but there's a lot more fun tag matches to do with Braun and Corbin and if Braun wins this he's what a, I don't think he's won the North American title yet but like this is no another, he's just been NXT champion yeah so, so yeah. yeah I think this is the right way to go I think Tony Stax and Rizzo could be called up like after Mania like I mean we could use Italian mobsters on the main yeah. roster. <laughs> I think there could be quite a few call-ups. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make my prediction right now. Yeah. Uh, Stan and Deliver, the Wolf Dogs against Street Profits. Okay. So like I think because I, I don't see who there is like on the NXT roster right now. Okay. And I think it's something with, with Bron already called up, you could kind of promote it on the main roster as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd still be more excited for like an LWO like match and and Idris and Malik, but I don't see that happening. I just don't feel LWO are yeah. like have been pushed to that level. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I I could see it being a like a former a, champions. I think so. Like yeah. a return to NXT for those guys, and right, like they're not they're not challenging Judgment Day right now. Like they all seem tied up with other things. So why not? Let's get. Viking Raiders, or the one is injured, right? Yeah, oh, Eric. Too bad. Poor Eric. Um, Feel better, Eric. We see Ilya arrive, and Kelly Kincaid goes to interview him, and he says, look, I don't have time. I'm here to ask Carmelo, question, uh, Carmelo Hayes questions and hope I get some answers. So Ilya comes out. He's in the ring, all suited and booted, and says, Trick, this Sunday we went to war. And Trick, I don't just respect you. I like you. And uh, it doesn't matter how much I like you. I just couldn't let you slay the Mad Dragon. You gave me everything you had. And if there was one man who could beat me, you would be a worthy champion. And But then says, it's my duty to call out one person. Carmelo Hayes. You've been accusing me with false accusations for months and there was no mental manipulation going on between me and Trick. But now we see your true colours. You could not stand to see your friend reach new heights in NXT. So you come so you come out right now. And these people may have given it to you verbally already, but I can do so much more. You son of a bitch. This guy's intense. Yeah. Come out right now or I will come to the back and fight you myself. And it's not Carmelo that comes out. But someone seeking justice, die Jack. Did he have his nightstick with him? Uh, I don't think so. It no, might have been in his, in his long coat. Uh, the crowd really did not want to see die Jack here, including one guy specifically who just, for the, just held it for like almost a minute long. Die Jack then had to legit be like, yo, shut, shut up. up. And the guy didn't stop. Yeah. It was so, like, again, fans, have fun at the shows. There's only like fucking 80 people in this venue. I don't even know how many fit in this yeah. thing. Like, just come on. 
It's like, you know, when we have people over to watch wrestling, it's like we can talk during the matches, but if there's a promo, shut up. I'm trying to listen. Trying to watch the rest. Especially the guys talking. It's one thing to boo, but to hold that note for like a minute. The crowd annoyed me tonight. It's been a while. Like I'm telling, I don't want to sound mean, but I have a feeling no one really likes that person. (laughs) No. Yeah. Because if they're doing that to Die Jack, yeah. Like, look, I don't like Die Jack either. I mean, I do. I do like Die Jack. Oh yeah, but like, come on, he didn't deserve that. No. Don't don't do that at wrestling shows. No. There's 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 a time and a place, and there's never a time and a place to do that. Uh, everyone's chanting, "You suck." Uh, I think there's T Bar chants as well. See, there you go. Chant that. Don't just scream at the guy. Chant T Bar. <laughs> so uh, Die Jack says, "I saw what you did at Di- Vengeance Day, and I'm willing to bet you saw what I did at Vengeance Day too." To Joe Gacy. And then he kind of does the Paul Rudd. He's like, look at us. Look at us, huh? Just a couple of winners. Whoever thought. Huh? And Ilya's like, look, tonight's not the night, man. I'm pissed off. Leave me alone. And Dijak just keeps trying to shut up this crowd. He says, you like to call yourself Unza Biga. And you have a broken nose. And I'm feeling that you're more just regular Zabiga. And... He says, I learned what it t- what it takes to beat Joe Gacy and beat a man who thinks he's invincible. And that's when shut up T-Bar chants start. And he says, so step out of my way. Ilya says, look, this is just business with Mello. And when our paths cross again, you will realize why I am Unzabiga. And Dijak punches him flush in the nose. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming... Ilya's nose isn't actually broken considering he's his eyes like aren't huge and he does wrestle later tonight yeah so but it does look beat up it was bleeding a lot in that match on Sunday so to show that's the slow-mo of this punch he hit him in the face yeah so like the guy was bleeding again but he was bleeding from the the forehead so he's bleeding in it from he's another bleeding. spot so I <laughs> I noticed because he had a cut like by his temple yeah. and then obviously he had the nose but this cut was like in the middle of his forehead. What so just, yeah, big pull apart here between them. Ilya's bleeding. What did Everyone's I say running earlier? out to separate This dude's them. intense. <laughs> and both of us missed, but this set up the main event. Yes. Like, I didn't really hear them announce this, but yeah. So we missed a couple things. Also, in like the screen behind them when they're talking, the logo of NXT, like slowly the graphic changed and it had behind the NXT was like Gacy's mask. Oh, okay, like kind of right. staring at him, like gotcha. the smiley face thing. So also kind of setting up that that isn't over yet. And we might see the Joker go Joe Gacy mm. later tonight, which uh, I'm calling him that from now on. Cause that's exactly what he's going to be. But yeah, this set up the, the main event between Dijak and Ilya tonight. We see JC Jane and Thea Hale celebrating the success of the Chase U calendar. Yes. They saved Chase U. Yeah. With a calendar that sold out right away. They had the, the signing. First 300 people. They got they sold all those. They sold out online. I got a shout out listener, Alex Arbit, who was there in Clarksville, who bought us a calendar. And yeah, he probably just bought it for you. <laughs> and he's sending it. For us yeah. this week. So thank you, Alex, out there. We love our uh, Up Next NXT friends out there. Very funny. So we're going to be behind a few months. Yeah, we'll get it by April. <laughs> so so my birthday's in July, so I can't wait to see who's July. I don't know yet. Yeah, I who, who's Miss September? Yeah, we've got to wait, I guess. 
we could probably cheat and find out. I feel I like need to know who Miss September is. Yeah, it'll help finding out who the cast. I'll probably just get Andre <laughs> <laughs> with the hair yeah. and the, the tie out, like, like all yeah, disheveled, the disheveled. Yeah. I want one of them with them playing craps in the in the streets. <laughs> it's one of the calendar shots. But yeah, oh, uh, all those classic chase you moments. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna make more of these things. So go order one if you haven't already. Like, look, guys, it's one thing to go to Chop Dash Tees to buy our merch but you want to help save a school save education you want to help save the children buy a chase you calendar from wwshop.com do yourself a absolutely favor, please um so thea is saying that riley osborne has a match and that she should go out and watch in support and jc says look you've already got your valentine's day date you don't want to come across as desperate uh she says most of the thrill is in the chase so play hard to get. Chase you. Oh, yeah. So Thea's like trying to calm herself down. It's like, okay, play hard to get. get. Okay. Uh, I trust you. Look, th- I mean, we've all been there, but this is, she's leading her in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like clearly there's a spark. They're already into each other. Yeah. This feels like one of those like rom-coms, Christmas movies where it's like, oh, play hard to get. And then it's like, no, I, I, we didn't need to do that. Yeah, this is act two, isn't it? Yeah. Before it's they like, yeah. Get so, back together in act three. So like what happens is what JC actually takes Riley for herself or she's like, no, don't, don't go out with this loser. <laughs> you could get someone else. I don't know. I feel that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few ways this goes, yeah. but yeah, the play hard to get thing. I, I'd say don't do it in today's age. You don't need to play hard to get. There's one thing to like, Oh, I can't text back. That's I'll seem too eager. You know, wait a few minutes. Cool. Okay. That's not necessarily playing hard to get not texting for a week and then saying, are you up? That's not, yeah. you know, don't do that. Don't double, triple text, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a big fan of that, I'm sure. (laughs) Second warning. Next week is Valentine's Day. Yes. Wednesday. Just everyone everyone do accordingly. DVR dynamite and do something nice. (laughs) (laughs) So we're getting Thea's and Riley's date next week, by the way. Yeah, we get another segment later uh, because... I don't know if they said we're getting the date or we're getting JC helping Uh-oh. Thea for the date next week. I might have misheard. Mm. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We see Von Wagner and Robert Stone, and Stone is, is kind of consoling Von over his loss. Uh, in the Heritage Cup and says you've got to get out of your head pretend like it never happened and uh, Stone says look I'm not pissed about you losing but I'm mo- I'm pissed about how Metaphor talked to my kids and Von says yeah that, that just made me so mad and he says your kids are the best you know what I call them the Basham Brothers Basham Brothers and shout out Mighty Ducks then the kids appear from behind the sofa Fun! and they yell sneak attack and Robert says, look, it's not sneak attack if you yell it. And uh, they say that the kids are the best. And Vaughn's like, yeah. And that's why Oro got 
asked last week, and they're the kids look at him like it's a naughty word. So he goes, yeah, I mean, Oro got tabled. That's right. And saying Oro got asked. I kind of like the second version anyways, Vaughn. Yeah, please never say that again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they weren't like naughty words. They were like, nah, Vaughn. Yo, bro got asked. (laughs) Yo, I asked that dude, man. (laughs) Do you remember that? It's like, it, was, excuse me? it was one of the old reviews we did. I think it was Triple H v Chris Jericho, and Triple H just kept saying, ass. I want Jericho's yeah. ass. Jericho's ass. ass is mine. I need his ass. Your ass. Yeah. yeah, bizarre. <laughs> Wrestling. Aura got ass. Aura got ass. Uh, Von uh, then says, We need to like, like get our own back on them. And the kids and Von start chanting, Tag team, tag team, tag team. So Robert Stone agrees, which means we're getting Von Wagner and Robert Stone taking on Noam Dar and Oro Mensa next week. They're going to tag team that ass. Yeah. So next week, they're going to get revenge. Stone wrestling again. Yes. The last time he kind of wrestled, he got beat up. But uh, Robbie E, right? This mm-hmm. is who this is. So uh, I, I hope we get a big spot in the match where Von and Stone are in control. And they have Aura in the, in the, in the match, in the ring. And they go... Surprise attack, and then yeah. they they hit him with like you know whatever sneak but, attack, yeah, yeah. And then who knows? We could have we could have new tag team in NXT Stone and Vaughn. Well, I, I've never watched him wrestle proper. Vaughn, I mean, Stone. he's not going to wrestle proper next. Week, no, but. probably not. But what is he, his finisher? Uh, oh wow, that's a tough question. I'm sure Fire Frank knows that without searching it. But he was the like. All right, the, his pro the Jersey, movie, the yeah. Jersey Shore type character. He was pretty funny in in TNA back in the day. Uh, foot pump, which was an inverted stomp face breaker. Okay, yeah, kind of like Zack Ryder. Fresh to death, which was a cutter. Okay, sure thing, a falling neck breaker with theatrics, <laughs> and a spinning lifting DDT. All of these sound pretty good. So maybe metaphor is going down next week. Yeah, they're I get, think so. They're gonna get asked. Gonna get asked. We go to our next match, Lexis King. Speaking of ass. Taking on Riley Osborne. Um, and we have Duke Hudson and Andre Chase at ringside for Osborne, but no Thea Hale. Uh, King catches with an early DDT. Uh, Riley does this series of chops followed by a huge open palm chop across the chest, which sounded painful. There's then a Fosby flop from Osborne to the outside, which looked pretty nice. And then King does his running big forearm across the face. Starts wrenching the arm back. Uh, Osborne comes back with a body slam and then hits a drop kick, very like the golden ratio, actually, to King. But uh, King kicks out. Riley then goes up top and is looking and realizes that Thea Hill isn't out there and is momentarily distracted, which allows Lexis to knock him off the top ropes and then hits the draping version of the coronation for the finish. Yeah, nothing too hot going on in this match. I'd say a basic Lexus King match. He's kind of does the same thing a lot of the time. I'd still say he hasn't really shown much. Obviously, we're supposed to hate this guy, so maybe that's just kind of part of his his character mm-hmm. and his shtick. But Riley, uh, for me, the, the, he, he's pretty bland. He looks like a lot of the other guys that do all the similar moves. He needs something that kind of sticks out, and I don't think having him a chase you kind of Z character, C character mm. that now is like we're supposed to somewhat care about when we never really got anything about him before and then the biggest reaction and the, the only thing we care about in the match is like him looking for Thea 
over him doing the cool moves that's like eh. Yeah, it, it, he looked dumb. Uh, I I'm kind of hoping that you know he will go off with JC Jane. Yeah, and it's he, way more and exciting. And he becomes just a, a hero. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, way because better. Because he's, he's very, he does some nice looking, I don't know how long this guy's been wrestling. I imagine he's pretty new. Before, I think before WWE, uh, obviously, really, yeah. Like he, he's got some nice moves, but it's stuff that everyone does today. And there's nothing to me that makes him stand out against the crop. Maybe a change in character, you know, run this romance angle with Thea, break her heart, be a right dick. Go with JC and, and King. Be a stable. Yeah, Tag why team. not? Yeah. And just be like, yeah, I think that will help him. King, it's the same thing. It's like, let the other guy do the flashy stuff and I'll Punch put you him. in a headlock and yeah. then win. Um, really not doing it for me, but uh, like the character is work. I've, I'm a broken record. say that every week, but yeah. The character's working. The facial hair is working. But Thea Hale wasn't there. Thea wasn't there. Yeah. That's going to come into play. We have a NXT shop commercial where I noticed Tiffany Stratton is no longer on it. Ah. She's moved to the main roster. Pour one out in the good sense. So pour one out, future, yeah. Future women's the champ. Center of the universe. Yeah, I, I, I see huge things. We've been going off about Tiff for a long time, so definitely can't wait to see her just kill it in 2024 and beyond. So she will be a huge deal in WWE. We then see Carmelo Hayes arrive back at the arena. He was like, yeah, I've changed my mind. I'll come and speak. <laughs> we get a video for Kalani Jordan, uh, just kind of like really just a profile package highlighting who she is. Yeah, mainly just to get to Kiana and Izzy watching them. Yeah, or, we sorry, see the some girls watching in the locker room about how great Kalani is. This is where Kiana James and Izzy Dane come in and tell them that they're pathetic for liking her and that everyone just seems happy to be here. And that's where Brinley Reese comes in with her coffee and trying her motivational speaking. And the girls just bully her. They say, oh, that coffee is for me. And then Kiana goes, actually, I just remembered I don't like coffee. Pours it away and throws away the flask. And uh, throughout this whole thing, you could hear they need to mute the crowd at some point. Yeah. Like, because it was just loud booze over all something of this, was happening in as the ring. Mello was yeah. setting himself up yeah. in the ring so yeah uh so kalani sorry so it's izzy and kiana who are like playing the mean girls character yeah. now and taking this poor girl's coffee and then dumping it out at least they didn't dump it on her no but like it's it's just a waste of so coffee. i and i believe they're facing brinley and uh kalani next week okay right right so we see Mello now sat on the stage oh yeah this was great and there are chants of, you're not him, towards him. And he says, the villain is always the villain you when could, the hero is telling the story. You could not hear him. It was so loud. Again, the crowd were giving them shit because they were being annoying earlier. But this is when you boo. This is yeah. when you needed to boo the guy who turned on our hero. So they were, they were very loud. He had to speak very, like, he didn't, he didn't miss a beat. But you could tell he was smirking like, oh, wow, okay, I really got them loud. He says, why does no one want to hear my side? Trick, I'm not jealous of your success. I allowed you to succeed. I wanted you to achieve the highest of highs. I wanted you to make your parents proud. And just when you got close enough, I had to take it from you. Just to remind you your place. Just to remind you what happens when you cross me. When you bite the hand that feeds you. And you crossed me first. We had an agreement. You would go for the North American Championship. I would go for the NXT Championship. 
and you let these people get in your head and believe your own hype, I thought we were on the same level. No way. You went behind my back to go after something that belonged to me. At that very moment, I knew I had to do what I had to do. So the million dollar question, what everyone wants to know, did I attack Shawn Michaels? <laughs> You're damn right I did. <laughs> I mean, he does say it. Yeah. We, we were waiting for it. I mean, the second this storyline kicked off, we and you, me and you were going off yeah. about like, oh, it's Shawn Michaels Triple H 2002. Another page out of Shawn's book here yeah. with Triple H. Here in the role is Mellow. This was so good him yeah. in doing the line we were watching this we were like waiting for it and he even boom. does like the little smirk that yeah. triple h does before it damn right I says did. and i do it again if he crossed me and then tricks music plays and mellow but- sort of plays like shocked and then laughs he faked it and he said nah trick ain't here He's laid up next to Booker T in hospital singing his song. Singing that stupid-ass song. Damn. Even salt in the wound, adding in that Booker yeah. T is away and dissing the track that everyone seems to like. Oh, my God. He says, I'm one of the greatest North American champions. He held it for two days. Ugh. Got caught up on his own hype and tried to push me to the sidelines. And no one on this brand gets past Carmelo Hayes. You wanted to be me so bad. You wear glasses like you're mellow. You slide on the apron like you're mellow. You're wearing gear like mellow. But you were always a trick. You are always my hype man. And that's all it is. And all it's ever gonna be. Yeah, you'll always be my hype man. And that's all it is. And that's all you'll ever be. Yeah, one of the best promos Mellow's ever cut. I mean, from the, the way it started... With not only started, but earlier in the night with him being like, nah. And then it was kind of like an old school WWF Raw or SmackDown where the story's weaving out throughout the night as it will continue. But the way it came back to him in the ring, dimly lit, sitting in the chair and then cutting the promo and then the you're damn right I did. So, man, this was this was top stuff for Mello. I like I I think it's it's good stuff when the he starts it with, you know, the villain is only the villain because the hero is telling yeah. the story. And it is always the best villains are the ones who believe why they're doing what they're doing. Right. And things like, you know, he says, no, we had an agreement. I would go after the NXT championship. You would go after the North American. That wasn't like that was something Mello said to Trick. And Trick was like, ah, I kind of have bigger aspirations. But in Mello's head, it's like, no, that's that's what we always yeah. agreed with. So... I, I like it. It completely, it all makes sense here. Yeah, and, and sets up the story beautifully. And the, like Mello, we always said, like, once he turned babyface, he became a little bland again. And this is exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, great call from Vic Joseph afterwards. He goes, you're not a Casanova. He's a coward. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love this promo. I think it was one of the better ones he's ever done. And we, we've seen him as a heel in NXT before. And that was my favorite version of Mello. And... Seeing this version, I can't wait to see this version down the line in the main roster because I think he's one of the faces that will be running WWE down the line. And if he's cutting promos like this, explaining things, every little thing makes sense. He keeps things think, keep things modern while spinning the old Triple H Shawn Michaels yeah. story. So like, yeah, it it's really good. And this match is going to be super hot, and yeah. we'll get into what this leads to after, but. I thought he really did whoop that trick in this promo. I feel you should have Trick's return happen on like a SmackDown. Have Mello having a match and have Trick attack him, throw the match out. Will people even know who he is? Like some people did no, when he I showed mean, it's, up. But... It's going to be like 
yeah, I, I think it's a great way of getting people to be like, what was that? I got to watch NXT. Right. You know, I, I think there's ways. It's interesting that they called Mellow up when they did. So I think you could do some cross promotion. You could keep Trick off until Roadblock. Yep. And that's... We'll get into yeah, that for yeah. sure. We get the uh, the same vignette we had on Sunday. Man has three faces. One the world sees, one his family sees, and the real one no one sees but reflects the evil he truly possesses. So we're hearing like these footsteps. This one had footsteps. Yes. Who has footsteps in like their thing? Okada's music never had footsteps, did it? Who had, I don't know. Someone just walking is what this is. Is it Okada? Oh my God. Who could it be? Who else? Who I don't know who else. If they're just giving it to someone who's there. We kind of went over this on Sunday. Yeah, we did. It's the same one. They just played the same thing. So yeah, I, I'm, I can't really think it's like, could it be Okada? Like Steve Blackman? It feels a bit like, like, would they? I mean, the, the rumors are he's AEW bound, but nothing is confirmed. And I don't know. If there's, I, I've got, I've got no guesses apart from Okada and Okada seems a bit outlandish. So I, I don't really know. Yeah. Is it Julia? Is it Camille? Okada? I feel it's good. Like, it's a weird one to, to be for Okada. It would be, to be weird honest. to be for a woman, though. It's uh, just, it, it would throw you off because they use the word man. Yeah. But they're talking about faces or whatever. But it's just, it would be weird if this is the thing that brings in Okada. It's like, what? What, what does this have to do with Okada? I don't, I don't know how we jumped. Anyone, the internet jumped really quickly, like the Japanese proverb and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I get it. But it can be for any. We'll see. Like, I imagine they just replayed this one because it was on Sunday. But yeah. I imagine next week we'll get a bit more to it and hopefully it can point us into a direction yeah i'll give some more thoughts maybe a bit later after we talk about the main event and some some thoughts and predictions for roadblock and such we see riley osborne who's mad that he lost to lexus king and he's like and then he's he's thea and he goes i lost the match i looked out and i couldn't see you where the fuck were you and thea goes oh you know i've i've got a lot going on trying to busy woman busy woman (laughs) woman things (laughs) and riley said oh okay but are you still good for Valentine's Day, and she's like, "Yes, yes, yes, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good," and he does the the lame sort of turning away and yes, yeah, like privately celebrating, and he says, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll text you," and Thea's all excited, and JC says, "Look, this needs to stop. You need to relax," and says, "Next week, I I heard it as next week. I'll give you advice." So I think we might, but the date is this Valentine's unless they show the date. That's what I'm wondering like, whether it's because it's the night before Valentine's Day. Right, right. Whether you have JC training her next week, it, the week after will be. Let's see what happened last Got week. You. Or maybe okay. Right, unless right. she just means between now and Tuesday, so, we'll see. So JC's advice today was play hard to get. What's her advice? Show up 30 minutes late to your date. Yeah, probably. Show up. Uh, like what? What are some like things that JC would? What, what are some advice, JC? Flirt with the waiter. Oh. Like, just old awful. jealousy tricks, yeah. Jeez. Games? Yeah. Awful stuff. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we go to our next match. Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice. This is coming out from the uh, NXT Women's Championship match turned triple threat match when Lola cashed in. And Roxanne kind of pissed off that Lola cost her the opportunity yeah rightfully so kayfabe wise you'd be pretty mad that this person pretty much costed you the match so lola goes for her kick immediately which gets ducked roxanne follows up by fez press sends 
uh, Lola to the outside and follows up with her low pay. Uh, Vice comes back with the running hip attack in the corner for a two count. Perez delivers a series of uppercuts and then this nice kind of hop from rope to rope moonsault uh, from Perez um, and then into the cross face which Lola rolls out of into a pin attempt then locks in the sleeper hold and Rox tries to go for like the the Brett kick off the turnbuckle spot but can't quite flip over eventually just muscles up and sends Lola into the corner Uh, Vice comes back with a spinning back fist and this is where Tatum runs out holding the contract and is like trying to give it back she's like, to Lola. No, she's yelling at the ref. I'm cashing it in. I'm right. cashing it in. So Tatum Paxley is now our truth in NXT, yes. it seems. And this allows Roxanne to hit Pop Rocks for the win. Yeah, uh, not too bad. I, I'm I'm liking Lola Vice a lot here on NXT. I think she's got everything going for her and the wrestling keeps getting better. So wrestling people like Roxanne is only going to help you get better. So I'm happy that maybe... We both kind of were, were saying weeks ago, like, oh, she should cash in, but maybe it wasn't quite her time yet. Mm. Maybe it's she's not there yet, but she's definitely getting there. And and I think getting over with the crowd, I don't know if necessarily a baby face. It's she's reminding me of Sasha Banks, and not necessarily because her gear is somewhat similar to yeah. Sasha Banks, but like Sasha. Oddly enough, we we do was next, and we're talking about Sasha right now. Is that in the BFFs when she first came into NXT? It's kind of similar. It's like I think when she finally has this huge baby face run, I think that's what's gonna like maybe get her even a bit more over with with the NXT universe. But uh, so far, like there was some good stuff. I like her kicks. Like it was a kind of a short match, and the stuff with Tatum was silly, but whatever. It's she, advancing. I, I think Lola's really stepped up. Yeah, working with like Lyra and Roxanne on the Sunday, and and this match here, I I think she's uh, she's hanging with them for sure. Um, the Tatum Paxley thing, I'm I'm not quite into. Um, I I don't mind so much the sort of stalkery stuff with <laughs> sounds ridiculous, but yeah. the stuff with Lyra. But if they're just going to make her, it, this felt like, oh, what would our truth do? Right. And we'll give it to her, which I don't think we need. Also, we have Joe Gacy, truth. right? Like, he's the yeah, crazy guy exactly. here. So. I, it didn't really work for me. I imagine we're getting Tatum versus Lola maybe next week or the week after. Yeah. I wonder if we get uh, a rematch between Roxanne and Lyra, a more fair one-on-one uh either at Roadblock or Stand and Deliver again. You know what? Last Sunday, talking to, doing doing our show, I, I pretty much think I talked, we talked ourselves into a match that probably won't happen, but fantasy booking here, if you will. Um, Roadblock, Roxanne beats Lyra. Right. And as soon as she wins, Mako Satomura comes out and it goes, bitch, the reason you passed out was because of me. And yeah. now you won the title back, put it on the line and Stand and Deliver. Dude, there you go. There's your big match for that weekend. I just don't know if that's the direction we go, but Roxanne beat Lola here. Should have cut a promo if they didn't do the Tatum stuff, being like, hey, Lyra, I actually want that match again. So There's time to do that. Or that's the Sand and Deliver match, right? Like, we go back yeah, to that I, again. I definitely see that match happening again yeah. uh, at one of the next two. Um, we go forward to Metaphor, who are backstage being interviewed, um, ahead of their match against Ren Sinclair and Fallon Henley. Lash Legend says, no one is worried about that wide-eyed rookie, Ren. She got lucky eliminating me from the Battle Royal. And then Kelly has a question for Noam about the challenge from Von and Stone. 
And Noams says, Mr. Stone and that Flintstone think they're the dream team, but we're the dream team. And that's when No Catch Quarter crew come in. Is oh, that their name? I think so, yes. I think so. Um, and they say, oh, I'm surprised you accepted the challenge. And Dempsey steps forward and says, instead of accepting a challenge from someone you haven't faced before. So um, I guess saying that they've got their eyes on the uh, Heritage Cup and that's going to be a thing down the line. Uh, Damon Kemp seems to have picked up uh, Brutus Creed's shirt since leaving I was, as well. I was thinking that. I was like, don't don't get me started on these gorilla shirts again. It's the grip, but it's also that like shitty, shiny material. It's, like, it's athletic material. It's like yeah. fake shirts. Like gym wear, yeah. right? But yeah, it's like a shirt. He's got his own name on his shirt. But it's yeah. not an official WWE. But it's still shirt. a gorilla. But it's like gorilla esque. It's it's not as gorilla. It doesn't have fake hair on it, right? I didn't look closely it's, enough. But, but I, it was running through my head, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> we go to the tag match: Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend of Metaphor taking on Ren Sinclair and Fallon Henley of the Country Pub. Uh, <laughs> Jakara delivers a big chop to Ren, knocks Fallon off the apron. Lash comes in with a big forearm. There's the like leapfrog sit out in the back, like world's uh, greatest tag team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas here. I don't never knew what they called this, but the like draping back drop leapfrog thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, that was from Lash and Jakara. After a long beatdown to Ren, she finally makes the hot tag to Talon to Fallon, who hits this beautiful looking wheelbarrow into a drop kick bulldog taking both out very clean yeah uh fallon is then dragged throat first across the bottom rope uh which forces her to make the tag back to ren who just runs straight into the big choke slam sit out power bomb slam dunk yeah from lash legend for the win yeah, a pretty quick match, so I don't think it's necessarily sta- outstayed its welcome. I think Fallon is such a pro here, so helped make everyone else kind of look good. You joked and called them the country country bumpkins? What the country bar. Because <laughs> Sinclair's gear has got, like, denim, like, stitching stuff. Yeah, she's, over well, she's got one whole leg of jeans. Yeah, the Nikos yeah. Rikos yeah. Uh, gear award. She's in the running for winning that, which no one's won since Nico R- Nikos Rikos, so... Uh, Ren St. Clair, you're in the running. But it's, again, reminding me of, of Justin Timberlake, Br- Britney Spears, that video awards where everything denim. Like, she should just wear that yeah. going forward. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't think they get, like, lose anything from losing to Metaphor right now. But I'd say uh, something I say every week is Fallon is the one, like, Fallon's who should be great. the star. I, I know they're they're definitely working on Lash. And uh, she looks good, but she's facing people like Fallon. R- Ren took the, the, the fall, right? So Something that always annoys me in tag matches where Ren was beaten down for all of this match. Fallon gets tagged in, is in the ring for 30 seconds and, like, and tags tag Ren who seems fine again get and then gets there. beaten. It's like, why did you make yeah. that tag? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought Fallon looked great here. Um, and she looks all mad afterwards. I love Vic Joseph. Uh, he, he definitely is a fan of Fallon Henley because he's, he's always hitting like the, the bar jokes Puns. like yeah like he's like oh hair of the dog for Fallon like all that kind of stuff and I, I, I assume he's in her corner I'm gonna reiterate her finish needs to be called 86 86 is what the when you're out of something so 86. you say oh 86 Jameson 86 what is, Guinness what does she call her finisher we always 
forget. Top Shelf, is it? Or something? Last Call? Last Call, maybe. Last Call has been like, what, Scott Hall's and a few other wrestlers. I like Caden uh, and Katana have the keg stand now. That's pretty cool. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. But Have you seen it? I'm, I can imagine it. It's, the, it's they, that she holds her up into a handstand and right. drops her. Have you ever done a keg stand? No. You? Uh, you know, you know me and my uh, super kicking skills, oh, but you so know, you're terrible. <laughs> I have done it once or twice, uh, even though I'm a big dude. But I can down a pint pretty quick. Yeah, I feel like you. I feel like actually you'd be pretty good at it. Like the handstand, I needed someone to help me do the handstand, obviously. Yeah. But like once you're doing it, you just you're chugging beer. It's kind of fucked up. Right. It's good. So, uh, money in the bank weekend. Money in the bank. We're getting a fucking get. Can we get kegs of white claw? Us two against post. <laughs> Kegstand challenge. Yeah, you heard it here first, Ting Pollock. You cowards. You'll have hours before the press conference to sober up, John. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, we see Josh Briggs backstage with. Who, this is one of the uh, one of the breakout people. The next in line. I I can't remember who this guy. Losing is. track lately. I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, Briggs is here. When Brooks Jensen comes in and is like, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, yeah, good. Briggs asks him, how are you doing? And Jensen gives him the old, never better. Never you know, better. I'm just doing great. I'm lost without you. <laughs> he, Yeah, he's like, oh, did you catch Fallon's match? And Briggs is like, yeah, well, you win some, you lose some. Just like you, just doing your thing. And yeah, Brooks says, look, I need you all. He goes, you and Fallon are doing your thing. And and you see Briggs stop and he kind of has this smile on his face and then turns around all mean. And he says, you think being sad is going to help you? Shoves him into the lockers. Says, being nice isn't going to help you. There's a performance center of people wanting your spot. Grow some balls and shoves him again for storming off. Yeah, really like this. Between these two, former friends and allies... And I think this is what's best for Brooks Jensen. Uh, you knew you knew you were feeling bad for him. I was feeling sad when he was wearing their old T-shirt. Mm. When like their whole yeah. bit is like they're trying to move away from. I mean, they don't all have their own T-shirts yet, but like yeah. you know, I you know, I, I'm sad. I never got, we never got one of those shirts. We should before they don't sell them anymore they might be on the next tee. But yeah, I really like this, and I I hope it leads to a a match between the two, but also like. Jensen then like stepping up and challenging some of the quarter catch group people, just challenging people to matches, actually wrestling and and seeing. We've been saying for weeks on end now, like he should be someone who's in one of these like excursion things yeah. because him anywhere would be super interesting for wherever he ends up. That would help a TNA and help he's him. So like, young and therefore yeah. like is so ad- like adaptable. Like he's still growing and evolving. Yeah. So like. It's no, I really like this he though. Can really improve, and I'm sure it, it, it's it's scary for for someone like him. Like Briggs comes from so much wrestling background before, but Jensen, like he, he's acting here. He's you know he's he's doing his best, and you said he's young and stuff. But I, I want to see more of the wrestling. I love. I've been liking yeah, Briggs Briggs's breakout. I've been liking Fallon's breakout. The story is what's Jensen doing. So what I what I liked here with uh, with Briggs as well is they're kind of um, they haven't turned him full heel. Yeah. Yeah. And when he, I'm trying to remember, a few weeks ago, he did like an inadvertent attack, wasn't it? Someone, right? Yeah. He's pretty much Bradshaw. Not JBL, but Bradshaw. But here, the way he smiled before like shoving uh, Jensen, 
it was like tough love. Yeah. It was like, yeah, he could have been all pally. Oh, your time will come and all that. But he gave Briggs, sorry, he gave Jensen what he needed here. Yeah. So was he being a mean healed dick or was he actually, I need to do this to help my friend. And I, I think it was the latter. The way he was kind of looking before he did it, it was like a... I got to do this. Yeah. Like, man, the fuck up. No, I liked it because, I mean, we've been following these guys and been supporting them. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued for sure. I need Jensen out next week. Oba Femi, I want you. I want you. Do it. Yeah. You right? Like, what does he lose losing to Oba Femi? That would actually work. Get absolutely murdered and still be like, all right, what do I do next? And then Briggs is like, no, I'm proud of you. What yeah, are you talking keep about? Keep going. Yeah, keep doing that do shit. It. Yeah. Uh, they did air a video for Oba Femi as well being like, yes. who's going to beat this guy? Nobody. Uh, we saw Jada Parker who approached Ava Rain and she's saying, look, I'm, I'm mad about what happened on Sunday, losing to the family. Um, and Jada says, look, I just want Rizzo one on one. And Ava says, yes, I can do that. But with uh, Tony and Stax having their tag team match, uh, tag title match, they won't be ringside. And therefore the rest of OTM can't be at ringside. Nice. And Jada goes, okay. And then just before she leaves, she says, Ava, I appreciate you. I kind of felt that was a nod to right. stuff going on yes. this week. Yes, uh, as we kind of mentioned earlier with the whole uh, her deleting her Twitter yeah. and stuff and the ridiculous things wrestling fans And I'll, I'll reiterate, I think Ava's starting to sound better. Like she's not as wooden right. as she was. Not like, yeah. she's not Meryl Streep yet, don't get me wrong. But yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. She's getting there. Uh, then Rich Holland walks in. And says, look, you saw what happened last week. Gallus tried to break my leg. So give me Gallus. He just really wants no sense. Give me Gallus. That sounds like, <laughs> we always say it sounds like a, a yeah, disease. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ava says, look, don't cut me off. But I'm not going to give you Gallus all at once. But I will give you them one by one. And if one of them beats you, this is done. It's over. So we're essentially getting a Gallus Gauntlet match against <laughs> Gallus Gauntlet. Gallus Gauntlet, yeah. Oh, that'll, that'll put butts in seats. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Gallus is right for you. Yeah. We go to our main event: Ilya Dragunov taking on Dijak uh, in a, a rematch from a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not getting Mello versus Ilya here tonight. I think we kind of established that. But Dijak and Ilya have had matches before, and they've been pretty good. So. These two are going to go out and kill each other, and that's what they did here tonight. Ilya's immediately delivering some suplexes. There's a big bombs-away knee from the top from Ilya. Uh, Ilya goes up top again, but Dijak knocks him off. And as they're at ringside, we see a, an arm, possibly Joe Gacy's, come out from under the ring. And Dijak then looks underneath the ring and can't see anything there and looks all confused. Uh, there's then a huge back fist from Dijak, again, right to the nose of Dragunov. Um, after the break, they're just trading blows. There's a big boot from Dijak, and poor Ilya, he's he's the Moxley of NXT, is just bleeding again. Yeah, he's always bleeding. I mean, I mean, he came out of the war from Sunday and that punch earlier in the night, but like, yeah, halfway through this match, this guy's a bloody mess already. Well, maybe not a mess, but he's bleeding. Ilya then gets Dijak on his shoulders, so Dijak hooks the broken nose to try and break it. Got your nose. But it doesn't stop Ilya, who delivers a Death Valley driver into the corner. That was crazy. Goes for a senton off the top for a two count. Uh, this is where the crowd were getting annoying, and they started chanting, whoop that trick, which it's like, 
Okay, neither of these guys are yeah. mellow or trick, so why? Um, there's then rapid machine gun-like chops in the corner from Dragonoff, followed by a slap to the face. Dijek comes back with a knee to the nose, this poor nose, and then a huge sit-out choke slam. Dragonoff is coming back with headbutts, a spinning back fist to the chest, to the back of the neck, just back fists all over Dijak. The Constantine special then gets blocked with a huge lariat, and then a big springboard elbow from Dijak, but on landing it, he starts selling his elbow that kind of got hurt earlier in the match. As as he's checking on his arm, uh, Ilya follows up with a running knee to the face. Uh, Dijak is crawling to the apron, and that's where Gacy appears from under the apron, smacks him in the head with... Oh, yeah. Was this a toilet plunger? What was no, this? No, I mean... I. He's basically doing the whole Joker bit and literally now because he's got the boxing glove on a like zigzag spring thing. So you pull it back and then you push it forward and it like extends the arm to like and like punch him in the face. Like comic, like cartoons, Joker shit. Yeah. So this hit Dijak and allowed Ilya to follow up with the H-bomb for the win. Yeah, when... Gacy lost to Dijak after he got knocked out. He was smiling like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Now he's literally doing the Joker thing. Like, so many wrestlers are like, oh, I'll just be like the Joker. Like, yeah. the multiple variations of the Joker through the years of media have inspired so many wrestlers to do ridiculous things. Yeah, but... I, I'd take this over the other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Like, fair enough. Like, he's it not... makes it's, it's closer to like what he was doing on the indies, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I said, kind of mankind esque, just keeps coming back for mankind more. cartoon character. Yeah, something along those lines. So I imagine we go to another match with him and Dijak. But this was pretty great. Like earlier in the night with that opening tag match, I said to you, I'm like, whoa, I don't think we're getting any better wrestling than that. But I would say this main event definitely surpassed that just by a bit because Dijak is huge and he's he's a guy who's doing like springboard elbows and all these crazy moves. Like, very impressive. It's always been his like character or lack thereof that's held him back. But when it comes bell time, the guy like always delivers. Yeah, I I give Dijak a lot of credit. Yeah. You know, like he he stuck it out through all the kind of T bar shit yeah. and all that. He hasn't got the best character now. I can't see him unless he forms some tag team. I can't ever see him winning a championship at this point in any of WWE. I mean, could you not just do this gimmick on the main roster? Yeah. The, the boss man type character, like Justice, all this and that? But, like, like, I don't know. I would rather have him in NXT where he still gets to work these kind of matches. Right. When, whenever he's in a match, he delivers and goes for it. Yeah. I'd much rather take that than be in a, a job, a tag team or whatever on the main roster. And it's just, I, I think I look back to when we first started covering this guy in nxt i think there's so much potential for him to be a bigger deal it never happened but i respect that he still like gives us his all yeah you know yeah exactly and now that sounds patronizing but like he always like his chemistry with Ilya is great like think of his match with wesley last year like he still delivers really good matches i think yeah I, i i think the character is a bit odd but like maybe that would work in wwe because again like when it comes to the matches like it should it over he's a pretty good heel so i mean he's great here for serving someone like Ilya, who just had a banger of a match on sunday and then here back to back going again with dijak and getting busted open like in multiple places his nose that i you know isn't can't be actually broken but like 
was bleeding, yeah. was damaged. His face is bleeding. And these these guys are so crazy and intense that they were hitting each other with some big things. So, yeah, power to them. I, I really got into this this match. And then it sets up for what happens afterwards. So after the match, Mello comes out, attacks Ilya, and then hits him with the title. Oof, we haven't seen that in a while. That was a good title shot there, yeah. Mello really taken out of Triple H's book tonight with the you're damn right and the title shot to the head. Trips used to do that all the time. And then poses with the title at the end. And then as the crowd are booing him in unison as they chant, Trick's coming for you. So, yeah, uh, great, great. NXT, honestly, like it was a good show. Uh, I really got into the main event. Like I mentioned, the opening tag match, also really good stuff. But the the highlights was the story of of Mello and Ilya and everything that's going on. And I mean, to kind of jump ahead, I imagine that we're gonna go to what we kind of predicted on Sunday is Mello versus Ilya at Roadblock. You flip the title to Mello as soon as he wins. Trick's music hits, but this time for real, Trick returns. Thus setting up our main event for Stand and Deliver. I think you're going to get exactly the beats of Champa Gargano. Yeah, exactly. I think it's. I think Trick will cost Ilya inadvertently the title. Wow. Okay. That, that's what they did with Johnny. And, right? Yeah. Johnny came in, accidentally super kicked Alistair Black, and Champa beat him for the title. I think they're going to do exactly the same thing. And that's fine. I think, I think this story should have the title. I think it should be Trick beating Mello. For the title. At Mania Weekend. At Mania. Yeah. And I think you give Ilya some huge, hopefully... Okada! Yeah, a big NXT send-off match with, like, if it's Okada, that would be fantastic. I don't know who else okay. could be the option. Yeah, okay, so yeah, a lot to unpack is Stand and Deliver, easily main eventing by Carmelo Hayes as champion and the challenger being Trick Williams and Trick finally, hopefully beating mellow there and having their johnny and champa moment yeah that's got to be the story and if mellow's delivering promos like the heat he brought tonight i can't wait because the next two months of of nxt is going to be great and the roadblock easily mellow versus dragonov again now with mellow as a proper heel is way more interesting than it was before and yeah you give the title to mellow that's great then it Ilya's clear of the trick mellow gang situation lets him out being alone on his own here and stand to deliver you can easily just put him in a big dream match scenario whether it's we're joking it's Okada coming into WWE are we though like I I don't it's crazy yeah that seems where I slot him okay like all joking aside if there's anyone else you could put put someone from the main roster obviously I wouldn't just take Gunther and put him back in there but like there's an idea someone like that right like you bring your 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 Chad Gable I don't necessarily think is that on the same level but you bring someone down who you know is like oh wow he's facing Dragunov like that's pretty cool if it was a whole other thing you know in another universe I w- I'd like to see Dragunov Danielson or Dragunov Zack Sabre Jr. but like no we're seeing someone hopefully it's this three masks of a person and if this somehow is in fact linking to okada which sounds crazy that that's even a sentence that's coming out of my mouth but imagine that's what we're getting like who are the other like free agents i really don't know who's like, like big enough to... tamatonga i like, wouldn't say that's big Jacob enough Fart too is is he free agent now like okay but like you know like uh, that's what i mean like who else could it? This is clearly a debut. 
Yeah. Unless it's a return and who, I don't, who's I, out injured right I, now. I, I would say it would be a bit of a letdown for Tamatonga, even though, like, good for him to come to WWE if, if he is. But I, I don't know if that's the I, case. No, I, I agree. I just, I can't. Normally, we're like, oh, well, this guy's on the shelf. This guy's on the shelf. Yeah. This guy's coming in at some point. I I can't like, off the top a, of my head. There's think. a few big options on the main roster. Like, look, there's a few guys that you could be like, oh, I would like to see him versus, like, AJ Styles versus Ilya, Finn Balor versus Ilya. You know, like, Champa. there's a few. Yeah. Well, Champa Gargano might be Gargano versus. We said that on yeah. on on Sunday. Like, Gargano Dragonov would be absolutely bonkers as well. Like, there's a few other options to go there. Uh, Rin in the chat says, what about TNA guys? Like, yeah, Josh Alexander versus Ilya Dragunov. You know what I mean? Okay. Probably not going to happen, but that would be the guy from, from yeah. over there. <laughs> Ziggler coming back yeah. to t- NXT, his home. Yeah, just like I, a few I mean, years ago. It, it's got my interest because I, I really can't think who it is. And I mean, is it like I'm looking... Ticket prices for Standard Liver are very, very reasonable right now. Yeah. We normally like to play the, let's see what we can get on the day. We, yeah. We've scored some freebies before. We've we've got some good cheap tickets. Always we've, appreciate the freebies. We've got like front and second row before, <laughs> like last minute. But if it is Kazu. I don't think it's Big Kaz, buddy. I mean, as much as you know I want it to be. Like if it is the tickets should, should will go we up. yeah sh- that's what I'm saying should we get these <laughs> tickets before they announce this is either gonna a go big dream Ilium so you're looking at tickets now because you They're think like twenty thirty bucks right now that's cheap U S which is like a hundred dollars so yeah like, yeah but you think adding Okada would raise the price of these tickets no I'm they'd sell quicker yeah and therefore they'd be on resale which would be a higher price right, right. now they've got like face value ticket i want to say this again nobody go out there and buy tickets and then get mad when it's tamatanga versus yeah. dragonov we had nothing to do with it but i'd also i'd also take that bet like yeah they'll only probably go up right like it's mania weekend there's thousands of they're people not, there. they're they're unlikely to sell this out but they will s- scale it down a bit yeah. so i don't know there you go. Anyone out there? 30 bucks. It's worth a Buy worth a few. A pump, isn't it? Yeah. I think you should buy a few. And, right. and we are, obviously, we're going to be going. So, but yeah, selfishly, yeah, fuck it. Okada, Dragunov, what the hell? Like, come on. That's insane. But at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram, who could be the one taking on Dragunov as Santa Deliver? But I'm not looking past the Mellow Trick storyline because, yeah, that's going to be some great TV going forward. Mellow knocking it out the park tonight reinvigorating why we loved him in the first place as a badass heel. And uh, I love to see it. Love him and Ilya going to be clearly facing at roadblock, which should be him winning the yep. title back. Trick coming back in huge fashion. You think he, Trick's going to inadvertently cost him the title? Yeah, absolutely. That should be pretty fun if they go that route. Either way, the, the main event of Stand Deliver is Trick Mellow for the title. I'd even go as far to say, fuck it, first encounter should just straight go to the, like... No holds barred or whatever type match because like there's bad. I mean that's yeah. If we're going by like the Sean Triple H, well I unsanctioned. I'm thinking more just the classic the NXT feuds which Champa Gargano and started with a O'Reilly and Cole and that. But the first one, it's the heel wins, isn't it? So, but Melo already being called up, I can't see them doing. But then we got battle battleground in May. Yeah. Which is going up against Double or Nothing, by the way. Damn. Saturday night pay-per-view. We can worry about that then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yet, I, like, obviously we don't know any of the matches officially yet for Stand and Deliver, but I think they're building up to probably the biggest um, 
biggest NXT show they've done since the TakeOver era. Yeah. It's the fact that we're talking about, like, Trick v. Mello, which has been built up really well. Yeah. Um, Potentially Lyra Roxy again, or Lyra in another big match. Yeah. The uh, Ilya potential dream match, (laughs) and the fucking Wolf Dogs, you know? It's stacked. It's stacked already, and we don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's still months away, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. So NXT hitting it hitting it strong on the road to Philly, as they said here tonight. So the next weeks of TV are going to be really good. I mean, next week we got the Wolf Dogs having a tag team title shot against the family. I think we're getting a new champions here with with the Wolf Dogs. So yeah, it's things are things are looking good for this Mania season, not just yeah. on main roster side, but on NXT side as well. I think they've really turned the corner with some some great storylines, but also some great wrestling. Yeah, NXT still has the the Degrassi NXT vibes with the locker room chatter and all that stuff and romance and dates, but that's wrestling. Yeah, I don't think you need yeah. to isolate that to NXT. Like, like I still feel NXT has like you know people out there acting. You've got Angelo the- Parker and Ruby Riot on AEW. Like, yeah, yeah. Like- I just like people are out here like acting for the first times on yeah, TV sure. a lot of the time, and but yet I still get my wrestling, which I got from this week and the great promo from Mello. So yeah, thumbs up for me from this week. Um, yeah, let's go to, before we go to feedback, we just got a message from versus Gary Coleman, who says, Davey looking good. Thank you. I'm still waiting to fight Braden Harrington. Meet me behind Long John Silvers, you chump. Uh, who is this guy? Uh, well, it's not Gary Coleman. Okay. Rip. Uh, but, uh, whoever this fraud is. (laughs) Yeah, it's Kazoo. Uh, well, let's go to feedback. We always put up feedback on our Facebook group. Join it. It's called Poison Rana. Yes, join the Poison Rana page. RYA in the chat has feedback. He just says HBK cooking. Yeah. He is. HBK is cooking. Do you have the thread up? Shall I start? Uh, yes, I'll go here. From Manny from Pacoima, who ah. always writes in. We love you, Manny. He says, that Briggs and Jensen segment, it really is over. And here we stand. Worlds apart and hearts broken in two. I think he's separate ways yeah Yeah. uh the opening tag match was fantastic i really hope this isn't another start and stop with idris and malik again Ilya and dijak delivered another hard-hitting match where do you see this dijak gacy feud going next i mean yeah we're gonna get a cartoon house of horrors match between these two i mean next needs to get weaponized cage yeah like more violent yeah yeah exactly uh he continues here Will the Wolf Dogs mark their territory <laughs> as the alphas of the tag division next week? I yes. hope not. <laughs> uh, I love the way you put it there. And are we going to get the Stone Twins versus Dar and Mensa at Roadblock? <laughs> Chop Tease, have it your way. <laughs> That's BK, isn't it? <laughs> Chop Tease, have it your way. I like that, though. Let's, let's use that. Let's use it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm loving it. How's that? Chop tease. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving, loving it. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the stone. He's he's asking if Stone's little children will face the metaphor, uh, possibly. Yeah. I mean, we had Nicholas, didn't we? Yeah. And there's two of these guys. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, we had Nicholas. We had Goldberg's kid with his shirt off, who's doing Ga- Gage. Fantastic now. He's like a serious football yeah. player now. So. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Manny. And we go to Magan, who says, Carmelo Hayes soaked up that heat like he was Tommaso Ciampa circa 18. Dragunov Dijak was very good, albeit not on the same level as that last man standing at Battleground. The opening tag between Axiom Fraser and Blade Anofe was tremendous. Roxy Lola was good, with Tatum continuing to horse around. The ending left me with an idea of Roadblock's main event. Ilya and Melo part four 
with Trick making his return. The feud is hot enough that it won't need the NXT title. In addition, Bron has finally got one foot the door with Aldis and Pierce gunning for his servants services these last few days. Personally, I hope his tag team run with Corbin gets ported over to the main roster. That would actually be very funny, yeah, because they're like negotiating with his contract. You could have Bron be like, "Look, I'm coming, but I'm bringing my mate Baron with me," and both are like, "Ah, go and talk to Nick about that instead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want him. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Megan. Yes, thank you, Megan. Join the Poison Rana Facebook page again if you haven't already. So there we go. That was up next. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed listening to us banter on about some NXT. We got a lot in the post-wrestling room tonight. Thank you for joining us live in the YouTube. You can always catch the YouTube replays. And, of course, we're live on the post-wrestling feed. But search Poison Rana in your YouTube feed and hit that subscribe because we go live every Sunday and we will be going live this Sunday at 2 to chat about Okada and his last match against Tanahashi in New Japan Mm. plus Osprey's last match featuring uh, the cage match we're going to chat all about that this weekend plus some dynamite chats and collision that luchador who lights things on fire it's lit literally so lots and lots of stuff uh, coming this Sunday so uh, search that in your podcast app as well but we go live on Sunday so find us on socials at Poison Rana Pod Twitter Instagram for everything else that we do and uh, of course we'll be back next Tuesday for a new up next on the road to Philly that is right yeah chop-tees.com for all the merch for Poison Rana I myself Brain Harrington you can find me Twitter Instagram I am at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And you're goddamn right. Ahoy! Oh,